Well, hello. Welcome to another episode of The Daily. This episode finds you on the 1st of June, Tuesday. It is a brand new month. This month also brings to mind uh, the, the, the fact that we still live in a time of travel restrictions. Perhaps for many of you, you have this regular rhythm of going on a holiday with your family, with your children during June and you haven't been able to do so for the last couple of months. Now I hope that you would still be able to take uh, some time off to spend quality time with your family, with your children, uh, in the comforts of your own home. But I think this serves also as a kind of a reminder that we, though uh, things are improving uh, significantly, we, we are not living in normal times. So as we enter this month and are reminded of all that is not normal yet, let it fuel in you a fire of intercession to pray to seek God's kingdom for our world, for all who suffer. So with all that being said, let us begin the podcast. Well, uh, many of you know I recently became a new parent and I'm a parent to a four-month-old now uh, time really flies by so little Seiji is going up really well she's four months old uh, as of May 27th now I'll never forget the first day we brought her home from the hospital our personal experience of the discharge process was that we were given a few forms to sign a few boxes to check off some free gifts and then off we went with a brand new baby To say that we were anxious or worried would be understating it by miles. And so we went home with our brand new baby. Thank God for Google. Thank God for mom-in-laws. Thank God for parents who are present and give really good advice. Now when we got home, I immediately put her in a cot, in a nursery. And I didn't turn on the AC nor did I have a fan blowing at her. I had this impression from our time spent at the hospital that she was really afraid of the cold. Every time, you know, we brought her into uh, the air-conditioned room, she would be shivering. And so I had in my mind, she must be really afraid of cold. And so let's just keep things room temperature. Now, the story goes at night when we gave her her first bath. As we took off her clothing, we realized that her body was covered in red spots. All over her body, there were this angry red spots and now uh, we took some pictures and sent it to a couple people and they told us that it looked like it was heat rash and so we started to think that perhaps it was because we left her in her room uh, without the ac on without the fan on at room temperature and that was how she got heat rash and immediately guilt just set into my heart and what made matters worse was i started googling uh baby heat rash and I got all sorts of concerning uh, results, right? You know, they were like, oh, heat rash, you're a bad parent. Or oh, heat rash, it could lead to sit, sudden infant death. And so here I was, steeped in bad Google searches and guilt. My baby, first day back home, covered in red spots. And folks, I broke down. <laughs> I started to cry. I started to tell Amy, oh my gosh, what did we get ourselves into? How are we going to survive? This is only day one. We have 25, 30 years until she moves out of our home. How are we going to do it? How are we going to survive? And this kept me up for the next three days. 
for the next three days, every time we bathed her, changed her clothing, I would be reminded of my mistake and just riddled with guilt all over again. Now, thankfully, we had a checkup with a pediatrician uh, some three days later. And so we brought her into the pediatrician. By then, I was sleep deprived and just feeling like an utter failure. So we brought her in, we put her on the table, and I said sheepishly to the doctor, I was like, oh no, this is what I did. She has this heat rash now. And he takes one quick look at her and he goes, nope, this is not heat rash, this is just newborn skin. And he explained that you no know, babies, they need to adjust to this new climate and environment, and so their skin will turn red a little. And in the next few days, her skin will start to shed. And I remember looking at him and I said, doctor, if you did not tell him that my baby's skin was going to shed, I will freak out. And the whole exchange lasted for maybe a minute, but it would be interesting to note that just that one comment from my doctor, this is all normal, just eroded three days of guilt, of shame, of fear. Now I can't help but think of the story from 1 Samuel chapter 30. David and his family along with uh, David's men and their families had been living in a place called Ziklag. This was a kind of in-between place for David. Now the story goes that David and his men had been away for a few days uh, in a place called Ephek. It was a three-day journey from Ziklag and now they were returning home. And all of his men, including David, were eager to come home to see their wives and children. And as they entered the gates of Ziklag, they were horrified at what they had saw. The city had been attacked, ransacked, set on fire. Every home, every building had been reduced to a smoldering heap of rubble. A raiding band of Amalekites had rode into the city, looted the wealth of the city, took the women and children captive, and then set the city on fire. And now just think about it for a moment. David had just lost it all, his possessions were stolen, his house was burned down, his family was kidnapped. Not to mention the story tells us that people spoke of stoning him. And most likely, even his own men spoke of stoning him, for they were all distressed and grieved at all that they had lost. This was very likely the worst day of David's life. The story tells us that David almost instinctively asked the priest for the priestly garment for the ephod. And he wore it and he went before God. The Bible tells us that David inquired of the Lord saying, Shall I pursue this troop? Shall I overtake them? And God answered him and said, Pursue, for you will surely overtake them and without fail recover all. And we know that this is the turning point of story as David went out with his men and they indeed recovered all. Now wonder in your own life, when you face circumstances that cause you to be anxious, worried, or trials or tragedies, whether you, like David, would go to God and inquire, ask for a word. In my case, just like the doctor, who is person in authority, speaking a word and all of a sudden anxiousness, fear and worry just leaving my body, here David inquired of the Lord, in a place of despair and distress, he asked for a word. God gave him a word, and we could see in a story, David's courage was renewed, and he went forth and recovered all that he had lost. And I've been wondering in my own life how many times I have just wandered aimlessly, 
fear and anxiety because of whatever circumstance I'm facing in and fail to incline my ear to hear God's voice, God's word for that situation. The picture I have is that weekend where I was just endlessly Googling and worrying when a word from a doctor, the person in authority, could dispel all fear and anxiety. And the beautiful thing of all who profess to follow Christ is that we are children, sons and daughters of He who holds all things together, of He who has all authority and power. So regardless of all that we face, we do not have to be anxious. We can come to God just like David did and ask for a word. God, speak into this situation. God, speak into how I'm feeling. Give me a word such that my courage may be renewed. I'm reminded that scripture tells us that faith comes by hearing. Faith does not come when we arrive at a positive outcome from our pros and cons list, but faith comes when we incline our ears to hear the word of the Lord. And so this morning, for whatever you're facing in life, whatever it's causing you to feel anxious, burdened and worried, there's an invitation this morning to come before the presence of God, as David did, to inquire, to ask, to incline our ear to hear. So this is what we're going to do this morning. Wherever you're at right now, I just ask that you would intentionally remove anything that is a cause of distraction. And let's just spend a few moments centering our hearts, our minds, our bodies in God's presence. And as you do so, for whatever is causing you to feel worried, causing fear to rise in your heart, I want you to put it before you even now. Just put it in the front of your mind hold it there once you have that circumstance or trouble or worry in your mind right now ask for God to speak ask for God to speak into that situation in your own way it could be a simple prayer God speak just utter it your own lips and incline your ear to hear and let me just pray a quick prayer even as we do so God Your children are listening. We need a word from you for all that we face today. So God, speak. We are listening. Let's spend a few moments doing so. Wonderful. I hope that you receive something in that time of seeking and inquiring. And if you have not, do not rush this moment. Come back to God, you know, after we're done this podcast and continue sitting in His presence and tearing and waiting on Him and 
with faith believe that he will speak to you. Let me pray for you as we close off this podcast. Father, we thank you for your voice. We thank you for your words. We thank you that you're still speaking, that you speak to us, your children. And God, as your children, we declare and we profess today that we need your words. That faith, O oh God, only comes from hearing your words. And so God, we so yearn to hear you speak. Speak to us, we pray. We are listening. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in to this podcast. We'll have a few more out for you the rest of the week. Have a good day ahead. Grace and peace. Hey, Pastor Andre here. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of The Daily. If you like what you're hearing and you want to check us out, you can look us up on Facebook or Instagram or check out our website www.thecity.sg for more information. Have a great day ahead. Grace and peace.